Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, welcome to another episode of Fiercely Parody. Today I have as my guest host, Tess Scott. Tess wants to encourage women of all ages that they are not alone. And as a former black sheep turned Jesus girl, her redeemed life screams of the prodigal daughter who discovered that she is unmistakably chosen by our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's this hope. This story of redemption and God's indisputable faithfulness that she wants to be an encouragement to other women. So without further ado, here's Tess Scott. Tess, thank you for being part of my podcast today. Thanks, Dan, for having me on. I'm always excited to encourage women. Well, you know what? I, I've been married to a good woman for 27 years, so maybe i pick up a couple of things here that'll keep me out of hot water for the next 27 years. Uh, but, you know, tell my audience a little bit about yourself and, and your book. Okay. So I'm a mom, a blended family of eight boys. I'm a wow. grand. Yeah. Eight boys. <laughs> Hey boys, there's something right there. Grammy now with a heart above the eye. And uh, yeah, I've had a, quite a life of um, some of the consequences of my decisions and choices, which led me to um, be married a few times and divorced and and thus the blended family, I suppose, and adopted a son, special needs, and which brought me to a point where I was finally you know, following the Lord and my life, I felt like my life was like, right. And I was making the right choices. And, you know, I was living for the Lord and, and reading and being in his word. And, you know, I thought, we're good, we're good. We're all on the right track here. And uh, my husband announced that he didn't love me anymore. And he's going to leave. And like, man, I was devastated. And I couldn't believe it. I thought, this is like, I thought that everything was good now. I don't like, I just begged the Lord, like, please do not let him leave. Partly because I don't want to be a single mom again. Partly because there's still a lot of shame associated with that. And uh, so I begged like day after day with my face, like in the green carpet of my bedroom, just begging God. And yet God allowed that to happen. And we were separated and then divorced. Mm. And those years, were the closest whoops were the closest that I've ever been to the Lord because I felt like I had nothing else like I needed God's hand on me so I could breathe it, it was 
it was the most precious time. Now, do I want it to happen again? Never. I don't want it to happen to anyone. Yeah, and, but it cause you to fully embrace him. Yes. So I'm thankful for that time, right? I can be thankful because that couldn't have happened. I feel like that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Like I would not have been at that level of trusting the Lord had my life not taken that exact turn. So I can be thankful for it. And then four years later, well, three years later, I guess, after after our divorce, um, my husband, you know, we got back together, reconciled, started dating and then got remarried. And like, what an answer, what a blessing to our family, what a miracle, an absolute miracle that God allowed our family to um, see him work. It's it's an amazing thing. And every single day, I thank God for it every day. Well, you should. That's an amazing testimony, Tess. It's just absolutely amazing to see what God has done in your life and how he caused you to be drawn closer to him and then went and repaired that relationship and brought both of you back into the right relationship with him. That is awesome. Yeah, it it is. And I mean, I will never forget it. I'm sure none of my kids will forget it, you know, and it's a, it's really a testimony to what God can do. And I often think of um, when God led the children of Israel across the Red Sea, you know, on dry ground. And when they got to the other side, he had them build this big pile of rocks, right? This big, uh, um, what's it called? Like a monument. That's the word, mm -hmm. like a monument so that they would later look back on it and their kids and their grandkids would, you know, walk by it and say, Hey, grandpa, how come there's this big pile of rocks? And then he could say, Oh, well, remember, this is the time that God led us through this. And I feel like this is a time in my life that I will always be able to say, remember what God did. So when my kids and my grandkids and people we know and anybody I talk to or talk about in my book or whatever, um, when we're going through rough times, because they're going to come. Oh can, yeah, absolutely. It's right? coming. It's coming. We can say, what do we know about God? We watched him be always faithful, always. And he always will be. He can't help but be. Well, you're giving your kids a memorial, a legacy of sorts that they can point back to when they have difficult times and say, hey, I, I remember when mom was going through this and this is what the Lord has done. And so it's it doesn't come to them as something brand new or that they haven't seen before. They can look back and know that only God could have healed that circumstance and brought you back together, that that was a God thing, and that if he could do it for you, right, then he could do it for them. Right. And that's why I think it's such an awesome testimony that you're giving. Tess, you're actually living a testimony. Yeah. It's a living testimony. Yeah. And it's not always, I mean, God doesn't always heal the relationship. He doesn't always bring people back from divorce, but also seeing how God healed me through that. Like, how did mom handle that? Not perfectly, but how did, how did God make her strong in the midst of the hard times, right? Our kids are watching us. Well, all the time, you know, I'm telling my parents and uh, guardians out there that your children are watching you, yes. that you are the chief role model for your children. Yeah. And so if you want them 
to be the best version of themselves, then you have to be an example yourself. You have to be a yeah. leader. You have to be a servant leader. And every day when you're going forth in right relationship with the Lord, and, and it's not easy and none of us are perfect, but when you're striving to be in a relationship with God and, and to draw closer to Him, your kids are seeing this. They're seeing it lived out. Yeah. Aren't they just more apt to try to live that out themselves and follow that example to us? Yes, that's our hope, right? That's our hope. And when Rick, when we did get back together and Rick came back into relationship with me, he met with each one of our kids because some of our kids were mine first, mine. right? We were Something both awesome's about to happen here. Go ahead. <laughs> we were okay. You can feel it. We were both married previously. So I came into our relationship with four kids and adopted one. And then he had two pre- kids previously. So we had seven boys. So it's an odd number, you know, so we had one more. That's not why. And so we end up with these eight boys. So he met with each of these boys and, and some of them are men now um, and asked for forgiveness you know, and just shared his heart with them before we got back together. And I just think like, that is so huge. And to be vulnerable in front of your children and to be honest and say, you know what, I screwed up. And I need you to forgive me. And, and that just speaks volumes. I think in generations before, it wasn't done as much, where where parents, at least mine, you know, parents that I knew weren't necessarily um, asking their kids for forgiveness. But I think that it is huge. Mm, and it lets our kids see that there's there's no manual for how to be a dad. There was no manual for that situation. It was just coming and being real. And that's why I, I, I could I could see it coming, Black. It <laughs> I could see that lesson of blessing yeah. coming. And I love what your husband did uh, going mm-hmm. talk to those boys, but but he's also teaching them how to be a responsible Christian man. And he's blessing eight other women out there uh, who will one day marry those sons. And he's imparting a blessing to all eight of those ladies by teaching them how to be a godly man. Yeah. So you... You're just full of awesome testimonies today, Tess. I'm, <laughs> I'm loving it. You know, I was going to ask you uh, how you see God working your life during these difficult times, but you, you know, you you've already answered that question multiple times over, um, and I really, really do appreciate it, Tess. Tell my audience where they can find you, where they can find your book. Okay. So um, I I knew God wanted me to write this book. I'm do a little prelude here for a second. I knew God wanted me to write this book, or at least I knew he wanted me to share my stories, whatever that looked like. I didn't actually think a book at first, but I was, I really didn't want to, you know, so I argued with him, like, you know, I want to argue with the creator of the world and say, um, I don't think I'm the person for this. Like, look at all the mistakes in my life. And I am this, 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 I'm, who is going to listen to Tess Scott, you know? And then eventually I listened and I did and started writing and then wrote a book. And the book is called Listen, Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life. So it's a bunch of small stories. Each one is probably just two or three minutes. 
honest. It's like, that's the reason I didn't want to write it is because, well, partly it's embarrassing, but partly it's me being vulnerable and honest. And then I wrap that in some humor and um, it's all real stories. They're two or three minutes long. Each one ends in what I learned from that situation in a verse and um, it's available. Ebook is available right now. The paperback is launching June 14th, 2022. Yeah, thank you. And um, it'll be everywhere books are sold. So Barnes and Noble, Chapters Indigo, Amazon, like I saw it on walmart.com. That blows my mind. Like I see my name. I'm like, what? You know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I am happy for you. Bob's and dad, we're going to have links to her website. We're going to have links to where you can find her book. As always, please, please check the podcast description because that's where you're going to find these links. And I'm going to have Tess back for a second interview where we're going to talk about fear and parenting and shame. Don't miss that. It's going to be an awesome interview. But for this interview, it's reached its end. So God bless, and we will see you on the next podcast. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.